Well, one, <laughs> welcome once again to Theology Jam. I'm John Korkadakis here with my good friend Matthew Burkholder, and uh, here's another installment of, uh, I think, a conversation that um, is going to be really interesting because um, in the last little while, um, people have been sending us articles or, or people have uh, made us aware that the CBC here in Canada has uh, done an article on Christian nationalism, the fundamentalist movement mm-hmm. that has happened post-pandemic, where this uh, liberty group wants to impose uh, a reconstructionist, uh, you know, position that they hold on the Bible um, to Canada and to politics. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're against all kinds of stuff. And uh, people have asked us what we thought of it. And, uh, you know, where do, where do we start with this? Yeah, it's... Um, I know I, there's going to be a lot of think, things come up in this podcast that we've kind of touched on yeah. um, before. But, it, it you know, uh, in case you you know, sometimes wonder why we talk about these things. It's because this kind of stuff really does exist. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't just some sort of like abstract problem in the church. This is an actual, you know, there's actual movement within the country to sort of organize. Well, I mean, even, you know, even in the article that, um, that you're, you're talking about, um, you know, the, the, this Liberty Coalition Canada is basically asking the questions, what if the Christians of this country ever organize politically to calibrate the laws to align with biblical principles, right? Uh, like an actual political movement to support Christian politicians, school officials. It's, it's a quite an ambitious thing. And, uh, and, you know, I think there's some things that can be, uh, that are concerning about. Very. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and the question is where to start. Um, is a is a really is a really good one. I don't I don't even know some oh, days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it, it's it's like you know when you get thrown something and and you just know that it's 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 so uh, potentially harming right. to the entire society, but you don't know where to start right. because you know how about how about I give you the the creed of Reconstructionist. Yeah, and that that's let's start let's there. start there, and then we can we'll, kind of everybody can be on the same page. I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I got this off uh, a Reconstructionist website that actually they you know evoke this as their creed. Uh, so number one, to be a Reconstructionist means that you are a Calvinist, and. Uh, you know, Calvinist, this is, uh, you know, the great reformed confession of Calvin and what they call orthodox historical Christianity. But, you know, it doesn't explain if they hold to all five uh, tenets right. of, of yeah. Calvinism. But Calvinism basically is, um, uh, you know, God is in control of everything. You know, right. man has no... We simply are in obedience to God and all that stuff. And there's lots of Arminianists who are going to say, well, we believe exactly the same thing. It's how it plays out and all of that kind of stuff. Calvinism is one. They're also a theonomist. Mm. And theonomy was uh, pretty big a number, uh, maybe about 20 years ago. There was a real movement, especially in the States, on theonomy. And that's bringing the Old Testament laws, 
especially the Old Testament laws, into right. uh, present day, you know, especially they would, they would talk about the justice system and how the justice system really does nothing for true justice. And the Old Testament laws, if we instituted them, would indeed bring fairness and justice and all that kind of stuff, right? right? It would be a presuppositionalist is the third part. Mm. Um, we don't, they, don't, they say we don't have to prove that God exists. Um, the, everything about the Bible is true. Um, they don't have to prove anything. Uh, believes that there's lots of evidence for faith. Uh, it's simply people who do not believe. It's a lack of submission, mm. not a lack of evidence for faith. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, arguable or what, that's, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the part that that's bothers me is they're post-millennialists. All right? Now... Uh, that's an eschatological view. Do you want to explain? <laughs> Do you want to explain postmillennialism? Well, yeah, it's it's a, I it's sort of a, it's sort of like a, it's, I think it's a fairly modern phenomenon in Christian eschatology. Is it not? Like it's a, um, it was the idea that humans can sort of establish the kingdom on earth, yeah, and that sort of that will usher in the sort of return of Christ. Yeah, the early the yeah. early, early church was probably more amillennial. Right. Yeah. There right? was yeah, and and from my understanding of the history of eschatology, that that particular idea died a pretty painful death after uh, World War 1 and World War 2, oh, oh, right? Yeah. Like it was it was yeah. sort of a pre pre 1900s sort of like there was a lot of optimism about human progress and human society and then it sort of took a uh, they maybe missed the memo, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. And and I could be wrong about this. And for theologians listening, you know, I thought amillennialism and postmillennialism took tremendous hits after the First and Second World War because the world wasn't getting to a right. better place. Yeah. Okay, which is interesting that they've resurrected mm-hmm. postmillennialism yeah. and, and, and all of that stuff. Um, you know, that's what premillennialism took, you know, took... To the forefront of eschatology, but um, but but they believe that as the world becomes more Christianized and right. more Christ-like, that it will usher in right. the return of Christ and set up the millennial kingdom, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Yeah. Now, again, that's an eschatology right. that you know been argued against for years and. Anyway, we won't get into that particular argument, but the, prob- the probably the last thing is they're dominionists, right? Right, that they bring the kingdom of God. That that, and th- this is the part that bothers me. If if you listen to our one on creation and eco theology, right, this is the one that bothers me because as well because we're commanded to take dominion over the earth. Right, I'm not sure the commands of Scripture to take dominion over the over the earth means to impose political right. free will, build the empire. Right. I'm not sure even the kingdom of God terminology mm-hmm. has anything to do with governance and right. political will, authority and power in that respect. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, there's a lot of, um, this, uh, that, that comes out of the U S I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. like a very, that seems to be a very American um, sort of the, like 
way of thinking about the church and Christianity. But uh, as this article discussed, it sort of has made its way up into some some groups in the uh, in Canada, which is sort of what we're talking about. It's it's really interesting because it it's very um um like it's very it's almost colonial in a sense, right? Like yeah. it's it's sort of um you know we're gonna bring this and we're gonna we're gonna conquer, right? Like there's a, it's that type of language and um, yeah, and that's it, certainly the that's certainly the vocabulary of these kind of groups that it's are, almost like a modern crusade. Yeah. And instead of a right. people group, it's right. a crusade against, uh, uh, against the culture at large and the, and the political machine that governs it. This, this is also, I don't, I don't know how you feel about this, but this in my eyes is the Christian version of Sharia law. I was just going to say that <laughs> earlier. Yeah. It, it really is like yeah. as you were talking. I'm thinking, oh, this is just this is just our version of Muslim ex- extremism and fundamentalism. Yeah, right. It's yeah. it's exactly the, it's literally just a few different words, but it's the same. And 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 it's interesting because you know, um, oh man, I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> but like that's the, that's that's the irony, isn't it? Like, you know, these this group would be the very probably loudest opposed to uh, another religious, yeah. like an imposition of a religious law, right? Yeah. Um, and as they should be, right? We should be opposed to uh, Sharia laws. Like Muslim, like if we're, we don't, we don't, we don't need religious, uh, it's theocracy, yeah. right? Like that's essentially, well, well, yeah. that's what it is, that's right? Like, part of this, yeah. theocracy, And yeah. it's, it's an unashamed, unashamedly, a theocratic view of the world, and it, it's it's sad because we've we've tried that, like we've tried to sort of impose Christianity on cultures, and it has not gone well. And I just I sometimes just shake my head and I think like, so you know, you think you're gonna you think you're gonna do it right this time, yeah. right? Like, yeah, you don't Calvin's, think Calvin's Geneva. If anybody ever goes back. And studies the history of Geneva and how it was basically a Christian yep. city under rule of Calvin, and that didn't necessarily pan out really well. Right. Um, uh, yeah. This is this is troubling on so many. Plus, the language of Jesus is virtually non-existent in this stuff. Right. And they. And they'll talk about the gospel, right. but the gospel just becomes another tool for conquest right. and absolutely takes, you know, disseminates, you know, the cross, disassembles the, 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 the reason for the cross, right. takes away suffering, takes like... There's just so many things that is wrong with this overall picture, and yet so many are are being drawn into this right. this us and them kind of problem. Yeah, and and the article talks about how COVID was a real sort of spark for this movement, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, I guess if you're predisposed to the idea that um, that you're sort of in this struggle uh, against you know, the world and the, and the, the state and the state's out to get us. And, 
you know, um, COVID, COVID certainly, if you interpreted the actions of the government a particular way, could have, you know, it sort of gives credence to the idea. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, you know, the church is, you know, the state's out to get the church. State's out to get the church. And what what I what I think is really interesting about uh, COVID is um, it wasn't just churches. Like it wasn't just Christian yeah. churches that were being asked to like being told we need to close down. It was like everything. It was, it wasn't, uh, um, it wasn't this sort of like concentrated, uh, targeting of, of the church, like Christian, the Christian church, like, and it, and it's just weird to sort of frame it as, well, you know, the state is trying to take over the church and the state is trying to control the church and the state is trying to, you know, and you can have conversations about the relationship between the state and the church and the state and our lives and the state, you know, there's, that's a legitimate conversation, but it it was sort of this, there was just this lack of awareness that we were all in that, like we were all in that together. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. It wasn't, it, it was all of us. It was businesses. It was schools. It was churches. It was mosques. It was synagogues. It was, and they, they were trying to make allowances for churches. They were trying to, right? Well, weren't, weren't they? Like, maybe I'm remembering something wrong, but weren't we like, weren't we some of the first groups that were allowed to sort of have lighter restrictions than well, the rest of the world, like the rest of society? Well, you, you see, I'm kind of with you, but um, maybe just to back up a yeah. bit, because you raise a really, really important point. Um, you know, there was a person that sent this particular article to me. A few people sent this article to me, um, and I happened to run into them, and I just happened to say that I didn't agree with it, and the person just called me a yeah idiot, right? Yeah. Like, and, there was a expletive that oh, you know, preceded that, and um, you know, and then then started saying, "Well, what about Walmart and Costco? They were allowed to open and all that kind of stuff." And I'm going, "Well, that's kind of like different. Like, I'm not sure we could compare the church to to that." And there was a necessity. I said, "In fact, if if you're going to use that analogy, I would I would be more upset." With all the small businesses that got massacred and all of right. that, right? Yeah. The small. What happened to the, like? I would be. I know. I was. We were in business for years. Yeah. You know, my family and and if we had our business, I almost can guarantee you right. that we would have died because yeah. we were a public place for people to come in and rub shoulders together mm-hmm. and and be a part of, you know, the food industry and that. But my goodness, that's that's where the real damage was done and right. that's and that's where I didn't agree with the government like cuz if I was a small business owner give me a chance to fight right for my livelihood mm-hmm. and in fact I would argue that small businesses would have cared much more about the people coming in and adhering to oh if everybody has to be masked we'll make sure of that and just you know all of that kind of stuff but give them an opportunity to fight that's that's if there's one decision that i right. thought was poorly you know uh, poorly thought through was that one yeah you know but churches got allowances yeah you know and it's it's almost like and I know I'm monopolizing this part of it, but but churches 
we're still open. Yeah. Like we weren't told that we couldn't proclaim the gospel. Right. We just pivoted to a different right. format. Did it go longer than I thought it should have? Absolutely. And that's yeah. another point, right? Yeah. I mean, no, I don't. We were talking before and I was just saying like, I don't, I don't think there's very few people that would say, oh, the, the, this, the government handled this perfectly. Yeah. Not like it, it clearly didn't handle it perfectly, yeah. but we, we kept going I, like you and I and yeah. our team came in and we we kept we kept going. We 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 made a shift to predominant. Well, we couldn't do in person, so we had to go online. And the state had like the state doesn't didn't care what we were saying or doing or it it was trying to manage a a, a pandemic. Yeah, it's almost as if the pandemic didn't exist. Now, again, whether mm. whether you believe yeah. it was what it was and all that kind of stuff, but originally, you know, millions of people did die. Yeah, it's like the fourth or fifth greatest human loss of life in in history because of out of out of illness. Out of and, or like yeah, a like a, a pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it and that, that almost seems to be forgotten in the entire narrative, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and, and sure, is there, is there repercussions socially, emotionally? All, we're, we're all experiencing that. And I think, I think I have heard politicians say, you know what, we were just trying to manage things. You know, and I've heard them say that, mm-hmm. right? And, and I'm, I'm with you. I don't know a single person that would say, oh, I think the government handled it 100% properly. Right. And and here we are, we've we've sort of gone through it, and the churches, our church doors are open. Yeah, and things are pretty. I mean, it's it's back to there are no restrictions on us anymore, are there? Like, it, and it hasn't been like that for a long time. So if if the state was sort of, you know, if the state was trying to use COVID to sort of attack the church or or lessen, you know, the impact and influence of the church. I don't, I don't think it was, I think it was just literally there was a pandemic and there were decisions being made that were trying to lessen the impact of that. And I I, I don't know the fact that sort of they've taken that, that terrible time in, in history and are using that to sort of springboard into their sort of they're now, okay, well, do you want evidence of that? Well, here it yeah, is. Yeah. And now we need to radically reshape the political landscape with people who think like us and want to advocate us and install, you know, these leaders and so that they can align the laws with the Bible, which is something we're probably going to have to talk about at some point. Um, you know, like you said, that, that seems really... I don't. I don't know. It just seems disrespectful, and it seems. I don't know. It's. I don't know. I'm at a loss for words for. Um, you know, for the sort of the rhetoric that I hear from, from some of these pastors and leaders, and. Um, I don't know. It just didn't feel like it was. Um, it didn't feel like. It felt like it was it was a constructive narrative. Uh, they were they were constructing that narrative for their own ends. Well, you know, um, 
on, on, a, on a sympathetic vein, all right, um, you know, I'm kind of surprising myself with this, right? Do I trust the government in this day and age? Absolutely not. Do you know, I'm, I'm, I, even, I even think that if we ever had a, a shutdown again, I would probably, I'm going to say this out loud, I probably we would be one of the pastors that would resist it. Yeah. Um, um, although, you know, I'm only to say, because we know what it has done socially right. for many people, the extent of the lockdowns. Right. And I've read a lot of stuff about the lockdowns have done more damage than the, the was intended. Right. Right. So I don't know if I would be so willing to, you know, not say anything this time around. But I doubt it's ever going to happen again. Yeah. I, I think we've all learned our lessons. I, I know it could be wrong. No, I, I, um, I think you, that like we have data now, yeah. right? And well, we're going to be sifting through the data of this for, for a hundred years, right? Like yeah. about the impact of it, the, the social impact, like we saw it impact our children as, as like people who, you know, oh. parents who have children, we saw yeah. it impact them and we saw it impact the social structures and, and, and all of that is a legitimate conversation, right? And I think that's the point I'm trying to make. Um, but to just to just make it about um, uh, you know like well it, this this was this was about this was an attack on us yeah 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 it, it and it and I, I to be charitable I I would think that um, some of the pastors who were opposed to the lockdowns and the covert measures honestly were were. I, I would hope that they were concerned about people's livelihoods and well-being, uh, but the fact that now that 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 now that that triggered this sort of radical fundamentalist attempted takeover of of politics, I mean it's ju- it's just it's self-interest. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's it's just. Yeah. You can you can put it under the guise of well, this is going to be the best for everybody. Right, so let's al- let's talk about the, you know, we're going to align the laws of the country to the Bible, okay? Um, not everyone wants that. No. Right. Not no. no, like not everyone wants to have a society in which the laws are aligned with the Bible. So who does that benefit, or who is that for, and who is it like? Who is it going to help? It's 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 making society fit yeah fit uh, for us so that we can fit in in nicely and not have to experience the tension and the discomfort of of a of a secular world that we well you know find ourselves in the, the the pushback would be what is what what bill got passed where we had to where it's part of law now that we have to address people by their preferred pronouns that that's that's law that's passed by Ontario and, and federal governments. Like, to me, that's insanity when you have to impose those things. So that just fuels yeah. people like, like organizations like this. Right. That, you know, and that causes me concern, right? And here's, here's the tension for me as, as a pastor is that even if I agreed 100% with everything that they're saying is happening culturally, that... Um, uh, you know, we're we're going quickly 
hell in a handbasket and all that kind of stuff. I, I would not in any way, shape, right. or form want to align myself with this organization, period. Right. Not, not remotely, no matter how much I agreed, I just don't agree with the way it's done or the theological moorings that they use to rationalize it and justify it. Right. And I, I think, you know, I think we, you know, I think we have a probably a very different understanding of, of, of what the Bible is than since sort of that, that group of people. Right. And so, um, the Bible was written in, in, in the faith community for the faith community to be interpreted and understood and applied within the, like the Christian Bible is, is for and within the church. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's something that is voluntarily, like if I'm part of a church community, I am voluntarily saying I'm going to align myself yeah. with the Bible or with the, the, at least the church, my church's interpretation and understanding of the Bible, yeah. right? That, that key aspect of our relationship to the Bible is completely absent from, from this, yeah. right? Like yeah. there's no acknowledgement that um, like people think, live, differently than us and it's not our job to inf- to force other people like do you notice how it's it's all it's all about like behaviors right yeah oh the world is you know the you know their sec- human sexuality has no it's just all hedonistic and it's godless and people are just doing whatever whatever they want and so we need to swoop in with the bible and 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 what and what? What are we? What are we actually well, saying? Are we gonna? Are we gonna start saying that we're gonna? Let's start passing. Are we gonna start passing laws that that make it a crime? Well, doesn't the article talk about men having their their authoritarian roles and and women to be at home yes. with the children like they should be? Right. Didn't the article actually kind of say that? So right. is that what we want to right. impose now? Yeah. Um, which. I think is incredibly problematic. I think that's just the. I don't think that's a faithful view of the Bible. To be to to be honest, like like that's a, a constructionism of right. of something. And you know, I I did read somebody who is critical of reconstructionism and saying that it's it's one of these um, uh, things that is always looking backwards. Right. We want to reconstruct what we believe we have lost. Right. And bring it back to its former glory. Right now, I don't know about you, but anything that you do looking backwards, trying to bring it, is fraught with all kinds of other problems. Right, and that's assuming that what was in the past was better than what we have now, or you know, more. You know, I I I just think that's that's a difficult argument without being extremely specific. Right. Yeah, and it, it, you're right. It's extremely, uh, it's extremely specific to, to one one particular interp. Like the whole, you know, the whole issue of. Okay. Every church, every denomination, every community, is going to have a different. Like the whole phrase, we're going to align the laws with biblical principles. Yeah. 
that's assumed like you can only say that if you make the assumption that Christians all interpret the Bible the same. Right. And that's that's classic fundamentalism, right? Classic. Like like that's yeah. classic fundamentalist thinking. Where everybody is going to think the same. Everybody's going to behave and believe the same things. And so even thinking that even thinking that that's possible in the first place is it exposes your own ignorance about the fact that this isn't some sort of unilateral process, right? And that's why the church the church is a community, right? Like Yeah, and it's all based on on rules and adherence to those rules as opposed to character development. Right. Yeah, it's okay, like sure, there there are lots of good biblical principles. Of course there are. Yeah. There's lots of good bi- biblical principles that cause people to thrive. And we're not saying we don't want the whole world to become believers in Jesus. Yeah. Like that's yeah, yeah. an absurd assumption you know, as well, right. that, you know, because you'll get that thrown at you too. But to f- like, but to, oh man, like to, <laughs> like to totally, to totally, like that's, a, it's a voluntary thing. Yeah. Right. You know, like, I I tell you, man, when I hear some of these pastors talk about how the state wants to control every part of your life and the state's telling us what we can do and do and do, and then I just think about the pastors and I think that's ex- that's what you're doing. That's what you're doing, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like you, you run your churches like everyone needs to look and think and believe the same and marriages need to, you know, have nice little you know, wife who stays home and the husband who works like that's, I mean, that's part of it too. Right. Like, and so what, we're just gonna, so let's, let's take the, let's take the biblical principle conversation. Let's talk about that for a minute. Okay. So, um, this group has a real, it's, it's really focused on, uh, sexuality, right? LGBT things. Oh right? yeah. Yeah. That's, like that's, that seems yeah. to be, but that seems to just fuel. See, we told yeah, you if we, we, if yeah. we leave it alone, this is what it's going to yeah. become. But I'm sorry. What do you expect from culture? Right. Honestly. Yeah. And, and like, it's not, and it's, and it's, and that's, we can have conversations and we can try and talk about, Hey, this is, this is what we think maybe is best for, relationships and marriages and families and like that's legitimate but to say that biblical you can that biblical principles we're going to align laws with biblical principles okay well i can cherry pick biblical principles mm-hmm. right it's really easy to do uh, it like that's oh sorry john <laughs> um that's literally the same thing yeah that was used by segregationists yes and like slavery was like the bible was used the the quote-unquote biblical principles to align the laws with biblical principles that thinking was used to justify slavery until like yesterday yeah right like literally that was just it was wasn't even wasn't even a it wasn't even a consideration that the bible was anti-slavery until it was sort of re sort of reimagined and rethought out. And so, okay, so let's line, let's align the laws with biblical principles. Yeah. Let's do, let's take like Leviticus uh, 15 or something. I think it's Leviticus 15. Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, you can't, you know, all those wild laws, that's a biblical principle. 
So let's make it so men can't touch their wives during their cycles. And yeah. oh, I, I let's look at my let's look at my shirt that I'm wearing right now. I better make sure there's no mixed fabrics because Deuteronomy <laughs> doesn't say it says no mixed fabrics, right? Yeah. Like it's 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 only the biblical principles that they want that they, that they want. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, you know, and 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 okay, even if you even if you say this is a sin, it's like like but they're talking about harming people. Like if you read the article, there's there's no love. If you are you know, they're they're calling people mentally disturbed, they're you know, they're they're actually, you know, hurling insults yeah. uh to these yeah. people. Um, you know, and like I think we talked last week. Uh, there was there was a pastor who was openly preaching and saying, "If you're a parent and you're affirming trans, you should be shot in the back of the head." Right. And all these parents should be shot in the back of the head, hung from a bridges, so everybody could see. You know, like that. That's that's what this lends itself to, and that's that's one of the slippery slope kinds of things right. that we move into, because it's just going to allow people who have these, you know, views that are very extreme, far right, if you want to say that, mm-hmm. um, which are terrorist views in, in my eyes, and using the Bible to weaponize them and justify them. That's a huge right. danger that I right. see in all of this. And you can see it implied in that article as it was written. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, it lends itself to all kinds of, 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 of abusive uh, interpretations and abusive applications of, 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 of power. And, and, and it's just, you know, it's, it's really a lack of, it's just a real lack of like, listening back you know it's a really you know it's a one directional it's just a one it's just it's just one direction right it's you know it's it's power and it's it's a it's pastors who are very very concerned about um telling people what to do and how to live and it, and if you and if we just step back and like and listen to people um, you know, I, I didn't appreciate, uh, when I listened to the, the article and the interviews, it's sort of like it painted, um, the entire society as having no principles. Yeah. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Oh, you know, there's, it's all godlessness and it's just lawlessness and everyone's doing whatever they want. Yeah. And if you actually just stop, stop talking and talk to someone they will tell you oh this is this is um this is these are the principles that i'm trying to live my life with i'm i'm really concerned about not hurting people or i'm not uh like consensual consensual relationships like is really important to our society and it's um you know people don't they don't want to use their relation, like abuse in relationships. People are talking about these things and about how relationships can have imbalances of power and abuses. And if you actually just listen to someone, you get over the fact that maybe they have a different, uh, a different belief about uh, homosexuality or any of those things. 
and actually just like treat them like a human, you can actually start to sort of have a, an honest conversation with, with somebody who's, who doesn't maybe think the same. Yeah. That's under the assumption that the most important thing about Christianity is what people think anyways. And that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. 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 But if, if, you know, instead of just lobbing all of these grenades at people, they're real people. They're not like, they're not some abstract person that you can just label as, as just a hedonist and a, and a, a glutton. And you just, you just, you just describing all of these, these things that might not even like that might not even be true to who someone is as a, as a human being and, and who in the right mind, if, if you're, if you are sort of on a different, a different part of, of ethics or morality or beliefs, who in the right mind wants to listen to this guy who's not already in agreement with what he thinks? Oh well, okay. Now, now you're hitting at another thing because that's 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 my big. You know how do how do these people have you know full churches like and, and oh, people yeah. going to them right? Okay, I know I know it was very disparaging to uh, Christian, but if if your whole Christian existence is based on um, fighting culture, battling against culture, and you know, isolating yourselves from the evil of the world, I'm not sure you have any idea what it means to follow Jesus, period. I know. That's, that's really disturbing. In fact, you know, I'm like, uh, you know, I talked about that, uh, that pastor that was preaching on, you know, shooting people in the back of the head yeah. and parents and all this. How everybody in the congregation didn't just stand up mm-hmm. and walk out and how that person even has a job the next day is tragic when you look at what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ and what he commanded us as 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 you know as you know primary witnesses to the world around us all of that is gone mm-hmm. in in fact you know, their pushback would be, well, we are loving people. Right. We're telling them the truth. Telling We're them telling the truth. them truth based on what? Your legalistic, fundamentalist interpretation? Right. Like, I'm not sure that's the way Jesus communicated. And by the way, he was in the midst of a culture that was far more pluralistic than we are, mm-hmm. far more sexually open to, yep. you know... Uh, all kinds of things that we're only now starting to see. Right. Um, and yet you don't get this condemnatory stuff. In fact, he had more to say against the religious leaders of mm-hmm. the time than the common person. They were ready to stone a woman right. for adultery. And it was their interpretation of the Old Testament their interpretation, because where was the man, right? right. That, like what was, you know, so they're picking and choosing. Yeah, cherry picking. Cherry picking, which is like, who's going to stop these people from cherry picking right. what those laws are? And Jesus challenged them and said, okay, throw the first stone if you're without sin type right. thing, right? And sometimes you wonder what Bible are they reading? Yeah. Yeah, it... it... You know, I, I don't I don't think there's a lot of uh, 
I don't think there's a lot of safety for, for people who are, um, you know, experiencing, you know, shame or guilt or their own sense of sin, their own, like their own doubts, their own doubts, right? Like there's so many, um, you know, I think there's so many problems, uh, with trying to install and, you know, install a Christian world for everyone to follow. But there's even bigger problem for me when I think about the type of Christianity that has the possibility to be the, the, the overarching ideology that's going to be, be being applied. Um, right. Because we would, we would look at the story of the woman caught in adultery or Jesus talking to the woman at the well. Yeah. Right. Like I think of those biblical principles and think, oh, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not picking that up. Right. Like I'm not picking, I'm not picking up a lot of who Jesus seemed to be. And like you said, Jesus could have spent his whole ministry, uh, equipping people for politics. Yeah. He could have. Easily. There's definitely, like, that's definitely a part of, like, all sorts of religious movements and all kinds of messiahs and all sorts of, like, he could have come in and he could have engaged the world politically and tried to reform the political structures. And how many people tried to drag him into that? Yes. And he ran from, yeah. I was even thinking about, like, Judas, the Judas story, right? Yeah. And so a lot of... Uh, scholars think Judas was sort of like a revolutionary, right? And so a lot of, uh, one interpretation of Jesus's, Judas's betrayal, and I think there's something to it, is that he was trying to force Jesus's hand. Yeah, he's getting frustrated yeah. that Jesus not he's taking like, his proper place. Come on, and man. I, yeah, I'm, I'm really sensitive to and, and really uh, appeal to that yeah. version of, of why Judas did what he did too. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and instead of getting what he wanted out of Jesus... Like he had to be faced with the like the stark contrast of the the politically powerful Jesus that he wanted and the Jesus that died on the cross, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's otherwise. Um, why did he repent? Why did he throw the money back? Why yeah. did he commit? Like, yeah, you, you know, that's like from a human standpoint. I know there's a yeah, theological yeah, 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 yeah. layer to that, but there's something to be said about you know the mistake that I think he realized he made. Yeah, I think, and I, honestly, I'm going to label this as a mistake, oh. okay? <laughs> I'm going to label this as like a dangerous ideology. I'm really glad that their efforts haven't really been successful. Uh, we've had Maybe elections and, and they haven't uh, been very successful. But I mean, we've got we to gotta be aware of this. And just how when we see, you know, fundamentalists crop up in other groups and we say, we say to that group, you need to, you need to call out your own people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like to the, you know, the, if there's, you know, violent fundamentalists and I don't, not violent, but like radical fundamentalists in any group, you would hope that people within that group would, would stand up and say, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Like yeah. this isn't, this isn't, this isn't speaking for everybody. It's not speaking for us. And, and so, yeah, I, um, I think we need to do that. 
Well, you know, I, I've, I've, I've often said that um, there's two essential branches to Christianity. There's the compelling, like, you know, where, where, you know, Christianity is, is about being like Jesus, you know, the truth and love and all that kind of stuff. And the other branch is the ugly Christianity. I yeah. think this is a version of ugly Christianity yeah. that I, I like, if, if this became predominantly what the church would become... I'm I'm retired. I'm gone. I don't want to be within a <laughs> oh, thousand yeah. miles. I'll end up becoming a hermit in a cave. I want nothing to do with this. I know that's a very strong, oh, right? Yeah. Even though I may agree with something, and I have this tensions about, right? yep. you know, all of that stuff. You know, please don't misunderstand. It's it's just the way they rationalize it, justify it, abuse scripture to to you know support it. Yeah. And what they're calling to do, I'm just so opposed to this myself. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, like the church, we shouldn't lose our like prophetic voice in the world. No, right. Not at we all. we need to have a voice that when we see things happening in the world that are harming people, that are um, you know uh, leading to disenfranchisement of of people in the world, we need to sort of sort of be a voice, have a prophetic voice. Yeah for that. And, um, I, and, and I also want to say, I was thinking about this too. Um, I don't want to like, I, I want to give this sort of dominion theology reconstructionist, you know, this, this group of people. Um, I, I honestly believe that they think they are they they consider themselves Christians. Yeah, and they're and they're going to do the world. They, um, they think great favor. This great, is a, yep. they're sincere, and you know it's it would be really easy to just be like, well, they're not real Christians, right? And 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 totally write it off. But the reality is, is that is who they are presenting a, an image of Christ. Yeah, that a lot of people are going to see. And um, I agree. Can I live in the cave? If I'll be in the cave next door. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. yeah. We'll, 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 we'll get a series of them. We'll make a, a, a special place. Yeah. But I, yeah, I wouldn't want to be any part of this in any way, shape, or form because I think it just promotes a Christianity that is not reflective of Jesus. Right. And I, I, uh, I hope those who are listening were able to pull some of the. You know, I know I did a lot of sort of rambling and things like that, but you know, I, we're, you know, John and I are pretty passionate about this stuff because uh, I, I, I can, I think I can speak on behalf of you. Like we've, we've witnessed the genuine harm. Yeah, yeah. That this type of thinking has caused people. Yeah. You know, people who have come out of really fundamentalist communities um, who've been really hurt. And people who are still in those communities and they can't get out who are being hurt. And, you know, this isn't just some, you know, dispute between Christians. It doesn't have real consequences in people's lives. And you won't experience true freedom in Christ. Right. If you're caught up in this kind of Christianity. Yeah. Or the the joy that is depicted in the Bible. Yeah. In living out your faith. So yeah, I, we definitely a lot of harm yeah. that we have witnessed, and that's why we're so passionate about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks to thanks to the people who send the article and talk yeah. to you about that. Um, I, I think this is an important topic. It's probably going to be something that 
pops its head up in future episodes as well. Um, but yeah, if you do, if there is a topic you want us to tackle, you can email us at theologyjam at gmail.com. And uh, we're very grateful to everyone who listens and has subscribed and shares podcasts. So please do subscribe and share podcasts and do all of that stuff uh, to spread the word about uh, our jam sessions here at Theology Jam. So yeah. Great. Till next time. Yeah. Till next time.